What is going on, all you beautiful people out there? Welcome back to another episode here on the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And guys, in today's episode here in catching up with college football, our college football offseason series that we've got going on. In episode 7, we've got a decent amount of stuff we got to talk about. we got a lot of transfer portal stuff going down. TCU, despite getting absolutely embarrassed by Georgia in the national championship game, not affecting them in the transfer, transfer portal at all. All, and I mean at all as they land another former five-star recruit and former Alabama running back Trey Sanders. Sam Hartman finally makes it official and commits to Notre Dame. And then we've got probably one of the craziest recruiting stories we've had the entire offseason. And just a fair warning before I get a bunch of you know really trigger-happy Florida Gator fans. This is, this is still developing. This is not confirmed. This is just a rumor. Five-star quarterback commit for the Florida Gators, Jaden Rashada, is apparently asking out of his national letter of intent after a rumored NIL deal fell through the floor. So we're going to talk about all that in today's episode. So make sure y'all sit back, relax, grab your coffee, grab your popcorn, whatever you're doing. If you're on the road, if you're at home, just make sure you sit down and relax and let's enjoy some college football talk. And, well, like I always say, I don't want to waste y'all's time. Don't want to waste my time either, so let's get right into it. And the first thing we're going to talk about, we're going to talk some transfer portal news. And obviously, this is college football in 2023. Transfer portal is bigger than ever. And I mean literally, as we have some of the biggest recruits you know, of all time entering and going to new schools. But first, we're going to talk about Sam Hartman, you know, one of the greatest quarterbacks in ACC history, arguably one of the greatest players in Wake Forest history. He decided to enter transfer portal, transfer portal, and rightfully so. I mean, after having a great career at Wake Forest, helped bring them into the top 25, helped them compete in the ACC. You know, something Wake Forest had not had in forever. And after that, a lust, you know, amazing career with the Demon Deacons. He decided after their bowl game and their bowl win against the Missouri Tigers, he was going to you know head to the transfer portal and. Well, the, no, the one team that stood out right from the get-go was Notre Dame. And when you look at Sam Hartman, the beard he's got going on, the play style he's got and everything like that, he screams Notre Dame. And rightfully so, Sam Hartman, he announced that he would be committing to Notre Dame. And for me personally, I think this is a great, you know, great pickup for Notre Dame because, well, they need one guy to really establish the starting room in 2023 before five-star quarterback C.J. Carr comes in the 2024 class for the Fighting Irish. And getting a guy like Sam Hartman, who absolutely can sling the football, is never going to hurt you whatsoever. Drew Pine off to Arizona State. Tyler Bushner, who had an amazing game, or I guess you could say really an amazing second half against South Carolina, not really is going to be the guy going forward. So getting a guy like Sam Hartman, at least for one season, is going to be huge for the Fighting Irish. Now, are they going to be guaranteed college football playoff type of team? Probably not. Will they be able to probably make it in the top 10 at some point? Absolutely. Now, I'm not going to break down each of their games in the 2023 season, but I definitely do think that getting a guy like Sam Hartman, who has a ton of experience, is a very composed quarterback, will battle through injuries, very, you know, definitely a guy that's just put his shoulder down and get to work. And I think that's exactly what Notre Dame has been missing in their quarterback room. And getting a guy like Sam Hartman is going to fulfill that tremendously. And it works for both sides, right? Notre Dame, they get their starting quarterback for 2023. And then also for Sam Hartman, he gets to play at the biggest level of college football and can potentially boost his draft stock if he has a good enough season with the Fighting Irish. So 
Former Wake Forest star quarterback Sam Hartman is officially headed to South Bend to join the Fighting Irish. And since we're talking about a lot of these, you know, big time transfer portal guys, one of the biggest and one of the biggest recruits in last year's 2022 class and was actually a part of Texas A&M's historic 2022 recruiting class, which is now historic for a lot of other reasons because half of that class has already transferred out. I'm going to be talking about former five-star recruit and Texas A&M edge rusher Anthony Lucas. Now, Anthony Lucas, just to begin with, he's a California kid, right? So when he entered the portal, it was pretty much known from the get-go he was going to be looking at USC, Arizona schools, UCLA. You know, he's going to be he's going to be wanting to go to the Pac-12. And well, he's from Chaparral High School, which is in Scottsdale, Arizona. So Arizona, Arizona State schools and Arizona State. I mean, they've had a pretty good transfer class so far. So definitely, if you don't know what I'm talking about, make sure y'all check it out because they have been doing pretty good themselves. And well, Anthony Lucas earlier last week would finally you know drop his top two teams, and it would be the Arizona State Sun Devils, his in-state his in-state team, and then the USC Trojans, which makes all the sense in the world, right? Go out, you know, a team that definitely needs a bunch of defensive help. We saw it in the Cotton Bowl when Tulane absolutely had a field day against the defense of the USC Trojans. Now, the only concern, I guess you could say, is the fact that Lincoln Riley has already stated that Alex Grinch, their, their um, current defensive coordinator, is actually going to be staying for another season, which I understand they've got a great relationship. They, you know, dates back to them when they were at OU. I think it even went a little bit earlier than that, but I just, I think he needs to pull the pull the wire on that but regardless Anthony Lucas decided to make his commitment and he announced that he would be joining Lincoln Riley and the USC Trojans so USC they get much needed help on their defensive line and a guy like Anthony Lucas which he's just a casual six, six foot six 270 pounds and was a top 50 recruit in last year's class so this is an absolute mammoth and no pun intended pickup for the USC Trojans as this is something that really kind of they struggle with this year and it was defense and Getting a guy like Anthony Lucas is really going to help them. He still has three years of eligibility, so he'll at least be with them for the next two years. So, hey, I'll give Lincoln you know, credit where credit is due. He's a great recruiter, but will that transition onto the football field? We will have to wait and see. So, anyways, y'all, the next news I want to talk about, and we're still talking about USC because they got another commit, and this is one of the best running backs in the transfer portal, and which was one of the better, and it was also one of the better running backs that we had in the SEC this past year, and I'm talking about former South Carolina running back Marshawn Lloyd. Now, Marshawn Lloyd, last season for the Gamecocks, he had 573 rushing yards, nine rushing touchdowns, averaged five yards per carry. So nothing eye-popping statistically, but still, he showcased a ton of that potential, and well, he decided to enter the transfer portal like a lot of other, you know, South Carolina guys did. You see, we saw it with Jaheim Bell. He's headed to Florida State. Austin Stogner, he's headed back to Oklahoma. There's a couple defensive guys for South Carolina that have already entered the transfer portal. So Marshawn Lloyd was going to try and find himself a new home. And, well, USC, which had one of the most stacked running back, you know, running back rooms last season or this previous season in which they had Travis Dye, you had Darwin Barlow, you had Austin Jones, the former Stanford running back, and numerous other running backs, which they're getting Austin Jones back next year. I think they're still going to have Darwin Barlow unless he enters the transfer portal, the former TCU running back. But Travis Dye will be gone, so that opened a spot for you know one more running back, and Marshawn Lloyd decided he will be heading to USC as well. So he'll be going from one USC in the University of South Carolina to the real USC 
in Southern Cal. So this is a great pickup once again for Lincoln Riley as he adds another weapon to his offense, which, I mean, I mean, it's not like he doesn't already have enough as it is. I mean, you had Jordan Addison, Mario Williams. I mean, you kind of had the Heisman winning quarterback and Caleb Williams as well, too, who had a monster season. So I think next year, USC, they should be able to compete in the Pac-12. But, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be one of those things where will Utah be the kryptonite once again? We're going to have to wait and find out. But regardless, former South Carolina running back Marshawn Lloyd, he announced that he is heading to USC as well as Anthony Lucas, the former five-star edge rusher for the A&M Aggies. So, Anyways, y'all, that's enough talking about USC because I don't want to talk about Lincoln Riley all dang day or anything like that. So now I want to talk about my favorite school, right? I want to talk about my TCU Horned Frogs. And as we all know, the main thing that just went down was the absolute beating they took against Georgia, which was 63-7, 65-7, one of those scores. Regardless, TCU suffered the worst bowl loss. And, I mean, this is, this is between all bowl games. So any bowl game you imagine, that's how bad this game, the worst bowl loss in bowl history so it was not a good day if you were tcu horn frog myself included but at the same time it was a great season and well i mean coach dykes has done an amazing job recruiting and also with the transfer portal had a lot of standouts this year that came from the transfer portal johnny hodges who was one of the top linebackers in the big 12 who came from the naval academy you had josh newton on the outside who became one of the best cornerbacks in all of the country he was a louisiana monroe transfer so you know, Coach Dykes was able, in his first initial recruiting process, was able to get some pretty low-key guys. And, well, I guess his main goal in the 2023, you know, transfer portal cycle and everything like that was to target a lot of the big-name guys that just did not make it at their previous schools. And one of those schools just so happened to be Alabama. And now, when you hear Alabama and TCU in the same sentence, it normally doesn't go along as well, right? I mean, some little private Christian university in Fort Worth, and then you've got the holy mighty Alabama out in Tuscaloosa, but don't look now, but the Horn Frogs, they were able to pick up three pretty good former Alabama players, and the one that just came over to TCU most recently was former five-star running back Trey Sanders, who was a five-star in the 2019 class. I think he was either the number one running back or was a top, top five running back in that class, and you know, before he suffered a decent amount of injuries at Alabama, this guy was absolutely amazing and then injuries kind of derailed his career and now and you know I think he's only got about I want to say a year or two left of eligibility so wanted to transfer elsewhere and for TCU you know their star running back Kendra Miller likely is headed to the NFL Amari DiMercato the the um, second stream running back he's out of eligibility so the running back room is completely wide open now TCU they got four-star Cameron Cook coming in this upcoming season as well but getting a veteran guy definitely would not hurt whatsoever. And Coach Dykes decided, you know what, let's go out and go get a former Bama boy. And they went out and got Trey Sanders, which is an absolute amazing pickup. And then, well, on the offensive line, TCU is going to be losing some guys as well. Their starting center, Alon Ali, he's headed to the NFL draft. Their um, All-American left guard and Steve Avila, he's headed to the NFL draft. So they've got to be able to replace some of those spots as well. And, well, they decided to you know hit the transfer portal as well and grab another guy. And it just so happened to be a top 100 recruit of all time. And when I say all time, I mean I'm talking the 2010s, 2000s, 2020s. I mean I'm talking of all time in Tommy Brockermeyer who – a lot of people assumed once he hit, once he hit the transfer portal was likely going to be heading to Texas, which his family has deep roots in that university. But 
Tommy, who was originally from the Fort Worth area, went to All Saints Episcopal School. He decided to return home where he'll probably end up being a starter from the get-go. So another great pickup for Sonny Dykes and the Horn Frogs. And then, you know, we're losing, you know, TCU's losing some wide receivers as well, right? You know, it was a ve- very veteran offense they had this past season. They're losing Darius Davis, one of the speediest players in all the country. You're losing Quentin Johnston to the to the NFL draft. So you need to replace some of those guys. And what not better than to go out and get a Alito product, which is only about 20-ish minutes away from Fort Worth, and go out and get JoJo Earl, who a lot of Alabama people are really high on. I mean, this guy is an absolute speedster, a great slot guy, which fits perfectly into what Darius Davis plays for TCU. And, I mean, what, I mean, what can you really say about what what Coach Dykes has been able to do for the Horn Frogs just in the short, like, little stance he's already had? I mean, only being at this program for a about a year now or about a year and a couple months or so, I mean – He's done some pretty good wonders, and he's targeted positions that TCU really does need, you know, help at, right? And he also was targeting some other SEC guys. You know, went back, looked at the corner room. They're going to need a little bit more help. You're losing Trey Hodges Tomlinson to the draft as well. So they went out and got former Florida cornerback Avery Helm, and then also looked at the tight end room. You're losing Jared Wiley. You're going to need another guy to come in right away, and they went out and got former LSU tight end Jack Beck. So... I mean, hey, the Horn Frogs. I know they may not be making any blockbuster moves, but with the with, with these couple transfer portal moves they're making, I think they should be able to re not rebuild, reload for the 2023 season. Now, do I expect my Horn Frogs to go 13 and two, make it to the national championship game again next season? Probably not. Now, will I complain? Absolutely not. But I think realistically, nine and three and ten and two is very realistic for the Horn Frogs in 2023. So. Once again, just felt I wanted to make sure y'all, you know, I was telling y'all a little bit about some of the big time transfers that have been coming to TCU so far, and then also, you know, we'll see here, you know, here in a few months, whenever I think yeah, National Signing Day comes back again as well, what other recruits might end up signing with TCU. But anyway, don't want to keep talking about TCU for too much longer. So now for the next news, I do want to talk about. I'm going to be talking about South Carolina quarterback Spencer Rattler. Now Spencer Rattler, he's definitely had himself a um. He's definitely had himself a very interesting college career, to say the least, right? Comes comes out of um, Pinnacle High School in Arizona, five-star quarterback, one of the top quarterbacks in his class. Comes to um, comes to Oklahoma, sits behind Jalen Hurts for a year, and then that following year, presumed to be the starter, he gets to start, and was a very up-and-down 2020 campaign for Spencer Rattler. And then going into 2021, once again, another what what a lot of people assumed him to be another Heisman contending quarterback and then things just did not work out that way whatsoever struggled against struggled against West Virginia fans literally were calling we want Caleb aka Caleb Williams who was at Oklahoma at this time and then we saw it and pretty much what everybody assumed to be the end of his Oklahoma career during the Texas and OU game in 2021 where he got benched for Caleb Williams Caleb Williams came all the way back with the Sooners and got them the win in the Red River rivalry, and as we all know, rest has been history. Spencer Rattler hits the transfer portal, goes out to um, South Carolina, and this past season that he was with South Carolina, there were definitely some lows, but there are also some pretty good highs, right? Definitely at the end of the season, being able to knock off a top five top five Tennessee team at the time. Now, yes, Hendon Hooker went down with the injury, but even before Hendon Hooker left that game, South Carolina was pretty much blowing them out of the water. Spencer Rattler had his best uh, co- collegiate career game in that game against Tennessee. And then the following week, they go on the road against Clemson, and they were able to upset the Tigers 
on the road and be able to get a big-time rivalry win for them. So for Spencer Rattler, he was able to close out the 2022 campaign pretty decently. Yes, they lost in the Gator Bowl to Notre Dame, but regardless, a lot of things to look forward to in the 2023 season. And with how stacked of a quarterback, you know, quarterback draft class it is, you got Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Max Duggan, Stetson Bennett, which is a guy that I think kind of a lot of people are overlooking. You know, Spencer Rattler was likely going to end up going undrafted and him doing the smart decision, I mean, heck, even a smart business decision, decided, you know what, I'm going to return one more year for my final year of eligibility as Spencer Rattler announced that he will be returning next season for the Gamecocks. And this is huge for them, absolutely huge. With all the guys leaving and everything like that, being able to retain your quarterback is one of the best things you can absolutely do. And I, it's going to be exciting to see what South Carolina does next year. I like what Coach Beamer's been able to do for the Gamecocks. And once again, maybe they'll be able to compete in the SEC East against the Bulldogs. And obviously, Georgia, they're probably going to end up going to another national championship game next year. I don't doubt, I don't doubt that whatsoever because they're, all they're going to do is just reload. But I think at least South Carolina might make it a little bit more competitive. You know what I'm saying? So, And also, you got Tennessee as well out there in the SEC East. So... But yeah, uh, Spencer Rattler announced he will be coming back for his final season with the Gamecocks. So anyways, y'all, now we're done with all the current college news and everything like that. So let's talk some recruit news. And I said it in the beginning of the episode, one of the craziest stories we've gotten so far. We're going to go down to Gainesville, Florida, as we're going to be talking about former, or not former, we're going to be talking about five-star quarterback and Florida Gator commit, Jaden Rashada. Now, Jaden Rashada one of the most sought-after quarterback recruits in the class of 2023, highly regarded as a top, you know, top five quarterback, top three quarterback up there with Arch Manning, Dante Moore. You know, he's up there with those guys, and originally decided to join Mario Cristobal and the Hurricanes, but then after a while, and what was likely probably a big NIL deal, decided to flip to in-state rival the Florida Gators, which definitely left a lot of people sour. But regardless, probably was a really good move for Jaden Rashada financially. And, you know, signing day comes and everything like that. Jaden Rashad is not enrolled. Everybody's kind of wondering, you know, what's going on. And then on Wednesday, we actually get news from a lot of reliable people. It's not just one of those, you know, fake rumors that you might see on Twitter or you might just see randomly on Instagram with one of those obvious scam pages. You know, it was announced that Jaden Rashada was officially asking Florida if he could get out of his national letter of intent. Now, for a lot of people that might be wondering, you know, what's your national letter of intent and everything like that, it's pretty much you signing the paper saying, you know, I'm committed to go to this university, and pretty much it's your it's a, it's a, it's a literal contract that says I'm going to the school, so it ties you into the program. He signed it and everything like that, never enrolled, but did sign it, and, well, now he's asking out, and I was wondering at first, I'm like, why in the world would he want to leave Florida Probably got a big NIL package and everything like that. It was already rumored he was he was going to be getting something absolutely absurd at Miami. So it had to have been something even better at Florida. And then then news starts to break out and it starts to kind of you know trickle out of the faucet a little bit more. That apparently the NIL deal that he agreed on originally fell through the floor and was a major reason why he's asking you know for him to be able to be released from his contract or his national letter of intent. And it's kind of funny because we see it all the time in the NFL, right? Guys that are on expiring contracts going into their final year of that contract, and you know they don't have any type of you know certainty or anything like that, and they hold out, they don't play. That's kind of what we're seeing a little bit from Jaden Rashada because he already signed the contract, he already agreed to it, but once he doesn't get that certainty, that guaranteed, you know, you will get it, or you won't get that big time contract extension, or you won't be able to get that big time NIL deal, 
they decided to hold out. So we're finally seeing our first case of a player holding out until they are getting, you know, properly compensated. Which, I mean, if they agreed on and everything like that, obviously pay the man. But it's it's just kind of funny to see how the world of college football has changed just in the past five years, right? Because to think now that we would have recruits holding out of their commitments and asking to get out of their national letter of intents over this is something that if you told me 10 years ago, I would have called you crazy because it looked like the NCAA was never going to allow athletes to get paid. Now they're allowing them to get paid and it's pretty much turned into the, um, pretty much turned into NFL free agency 2.0. And, and I like to, and I want to make sure everybody understands this. I am not bashing recruits. I am not bashing players because at the end of the day, players are not the ones that should be getting bashed. The ones that should be getting bashed are the the colleges that are trying to make it literally become a bidding war for these guys, right? And we've already seen numerous accounts of that. We've had Ruben Owens, one of the top running backs in the class of 2023, originally was a Louisville commit, already was rumored he got a huge payday to go to Louisville, decides to then flip to A&M, which... Don't get it twisted, a and a great program, but he even started hinting at the fact that, you know, I need to play good enough to, you know, the amount that I'm going to be getting paid. So it's kind of like, okay, now he just openly admitted to the fact that a lot of it had to do with him getting paid a decent amount from boosters and companies and everything like that associated with the program. And then now we're seeing it now where players are just going to outright, you know, not play until they do get paid, which is what I'm hoping is not the case because I want these guys to enjoy the college experience and everything like that, but... I understand it at the same time because if you're promised millions of dollars and you sign the contract, you sign the national letter of intent, and then that same team goes, actually, I think we're going to cut it down a little bit more. We're not going to give you as much money. And, you know, you already had another school tell you they'll give you double that amount. I would probably do the same thing. So this is nowhere near bashing Jaden Rashada because he's doing what he needs to do financially to take care of himself and his family. And I respect that 100%. This is mostly just the fact of how the NCAA has let it get out of hand more than anything because, well, to be frank, we want athletes to get paid. They bring in billions of dollars a year, you know, into you know college football. They deserve to get a cut out of it. Now, to the extent of what they're getting right now, maybe a little bit too much, but regardless, they still deserve to get paid. But making it pretty much become free agency and the NFL, I just don't think is right, especially just for the integrity of college football. But I'm not trying to sound like an old head. I'm only 17 years old. so. But anyway, Jaden Rashada, as of right now, so this is still a developing thing, so we'll get more details as the days go on and weeks go on and everything like that. But as of right now, from what we've been told, he is currently asking out of his national letter of intent from the University of Florida. So we might be seeing one of the top quarterbacks re-enter himself back into the recruiting portal. And, hey, we'll see where he ends up now because he already committed to Miami was at Florida, already signed his national letter of intent, so he might be on the move. But anyways, y'all, we just have one more topic topic to talk about in today's episode, and this is going to be regarding one of the top players in the class of 2024, and that is in the form of five-star recruit and the number one linebacker in the nation, TJ Capers. Now, TJ Capers, this guy has been absolutely wanted by pretty much every program in the nation with schools like Miami, Georgia, USC, Deion Sanders, Colorado. But in his final five or six schools that he did have, he decided to include Louisville, which in this most recent cycle in the class of 2023, despite losing Reuben Owens, DeAndre Moore to Texas, obviously Reuben Owens went to A&M, they still had a really solid, really solid class. You know, got your quarterback of the future and Pierce Clarkson out of St. John Bosco and got a 
just a, an immense amount of recruits and you know looking forward now to the 2024 class the first recruiting cycle under new head coach Jeff Brom they decided to make an immense and I mean a huge huge commitment and they got it from TJ Capers the five-star recruit and top 10 player in the nation and this is absolutely huge for Louisville recruiting because now that now that a lot of other recruits have seen that okay if there's a guy of his caliber that's committing to Louisville over schools like Ohio State, Georgia, especially Georgia, and you're a defensive player. I mean, you've definitely now, obviously, and I might be another, you know, side thing to it, but still, regardless, this is a huge get for Jeff Brom and his new staff at Louisville. And I'm telling you, only expect Louisville to continue to land more guys like this. Now, they could potentially later on, once they get paid more or anything like that, flip schools, but regardless, Great get for Jeff Brom as they go out and get the number one linebacker in the class of 2024. And guys, that's going to wrap up episode seven of Catching Up with College Football. I hope y'all enjoyed every second of it. I hope y'all enjoyed all the news. Let me know what y'all liked the most. Mine definitely was Sam Hartman going to Notre Dame, which is a family school for me. And then also the Jaden Rashada news. That kind of threw me off a little bit because I was literally laying in bed, you know, sitting up, laying in bed, just scrolling through Instagram, casual, you know, infinitely just trying to refresh every two seconds and everything like that. And then out of the blue, I see from a lot of different Instagrammers that Jaden Rashada is asking out of his national letter of intent. So, but anyways, y'all, I, I hope y'all truly did enjoy today's episode. Please make sure if you're liking what you're listening to, you're liking the podcast and everything like that, make sure that you do hit the follow button. You get the notification so that you can stay up to date with all the episodes that do drop. We pretty much drop on a consistent basis but we don't drop really on the weekends unless it's during the season. So at least now we'll start to die down a little bit more. But guys, thank you so much for all your support. Thank you for tuning into today's episode, and I will catch you on the next one. Peace.